Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Basil Banter, a podcast that covers different topics, including travel, various gear, and of course, watches. I'm Leslie. And I'm Ernesto. And today we're continuing uh, our little dream shopping, actually, and we're talking about our top pick amongst um, several brands. So we're doing a little part two in uh, following up on our previous episode. And, and again, this is Leslie's idea. So this is so exciting that she was so amped up from the last time we recorded uh, that she was like, let's do a round two. And caught me by surprise, but like, okay, It was a little surprising, but at the same time, I love shopping. So it kind of felt like shopping. That's, that's what it is right there. But we had, we had a lot of fun the last episode. We really and, did, yes. And what was cool was we did have a couple of people that said they wanted to hear what your top three were from the last round. So before we even delve into this thing, what were your top three? <laughs> oh my gosh, these questions. Um... <laughs> Do you remember them from the last time? <laughs> well, I'm on our website right now, so okay. I can <laughs> Good. what I say. And by the way, that is www.bezelbanter.com. Thank you for the for the reminder. Yes, <laughs> the, uh, the self plug. <laughs> yeah, no, but that's that. No, that was that was yeah, uh, perfect timing. Um, so I would say because I really really in, like like the idea of having a clock like a Gégère de Coutre clock in my house, and I really love that Atmos um, by um, Mark Newson. Really? Okay, so that's that's probably yeah, one of it's them. one of them, and it's not like oh, my 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 favorite. It's right now uh, at the time of the recording, what I would pick if if I had them all in front of me, um, in no particular order. Right? Yeah, in no particular order, just three. Like which which three would I pick right now? Uh, I might right. change tomorrow. I might change, um, you know, in a month or so. Because I remember I had a lot of gold, so I don't know. Maybe I'm in a gold phase or. Uh, so right now, if I have those uh, in front of me, so I, I'll I'll just say them. Um, I'll just list them so that way everyone. I mean, if you didn't listen or if you forgot, like kind of like what I did. Um, so there was the Rolex uh, Day Day thirty six millimeter in yellow gold, so the presidential, the Tudor Black Bay in fifty eight in gold, the Grand Seiko SPGA four thirteen, so the spring edition. The Omega Speedmaster, the 50th anniversary moonshine. Oh, my gosh. It, as I'm reading it, it's just making it more difficult to pick. Uh, IWCP Pilots, um, the Atmos, of course, by uh, Mark Newson, and the Vacheron Constantin Egerie, the Longue uh, and Zona Saxonia. Um, well, damn. Top three. Okay, so we said the Atmos. Uh, then, then the Egerie because the more I see it, the more I'm falling in love with it, and uh, I mean it's a good thing because yeah, it's going to be my it. 2022 yeah. uh, watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's on order, so yay! And then, <laughs> and then the last one. Oh my gosh! Uh, I think I would go with the Omega, the Omega Speedmaster, because that okay. one, the 50th anniversary, is. I haven't had the chance to see it in person, Very but cool. I've been drooling over it uh, quite a bit. And um, uh, yeah, yeah. So that would be my, my top three if I'm forced to choose. Leslie, that's awesome. You were able to pick three. 
in fairly decent amount of time. And <laughs> no, I, know I that felt our, the pressure. <laughs> and I know that our listeners like listening to me inflict pressure and, and <laughs> that's kind of stress to you. So that's why we do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so thank you for your thoughts on that. Before we really delve in, what are you wearing on your wrist? Yeah, but what about your, your top three? Well, that wasn't oh. part of the deal. Yeah, it is now. <laughs> huh? See? <laughs> See how it feels? <laughs> All right. So for me, my top three on yes. that particular list, hmm, it probably, I would probably go with, I would probably go with the uh, Rolex GMT because I'm, I'm a huge sucker for GMT. Okay. Um, I always feel like I need a diver in my collection. So it would mm-hmm. be the Tudor Black mm-hmm. Bay and it would be the Vacheron Constantin, the, um, historic uh, 1921 just because it's a dressy cool watch so i blasted those three out in record time yeah (laughs) no but i think that would make a nice what is the third one vacheron Uh, Vacheron is three the the tudor black bay oh the tudor black bay 58 okay sorry i just and and then the rolex uh gmt blnr cool okay well Good choice. All right. Very good choice. Uh, we have um, our friend um, who um, who just got the uh, new Tudor, the gold one. Andres. Oh yeah. Yes. Oh, Andres is is you know I'm I'm living through through him and his Instagram posts because he has like one of the most amazing collection and he really uh, does. Yeah. <gasps> yes. And what so a gentleman we, too. What a gentleman. Yes. I got to throw that out there. He's a yeah. great guy. Yeah, really, really, really great. Super humble. And he knows so much about watches. And it's so interesting to just have a conversation with him. So, uh, and, and I hate to put him on the spot, but I think he said that if you wanted to go ahead and put it on your wrist and try it out, I think that uh, he said that he was open to you trying it out. It was on one of the comments. So. Oh, yes. Oh, my gosh. Yes, yes. Well, I'm always... There's so many anyway. I, I've lost track of all the ones that uh, I have to uh, see and uh, try on. We really need to make that happen. Right. <laughs> we really need to make that happen. Exactly. Speaking yep, of yep. watches on the wrist, what are you wearing today? Yes, so today I'm wearing uh, my IWC Mark 18 uh, Le Petit Prince Edition. And I haven't worn this one in a while, and I don't I don't know why because it's just such a great watch. And I'm wearing blue today, so it's even perfect, even more perfect. But um, yeah. yeah, I love how flat the case is. Love it. I'm, Very I'm, cool. I love everything about it. But yeah, what about you? Well, um, I'm actually I'm actually wearing two watches, oh, <laughs> one what? on each wrist. Yeah, I know it's. We're recording this on a Saturday, so I'm being a little bit crazy. And um, I'm actually wearing my Submariner, which is the uh, 14060M. And uh, and I'm also wearing my Seiko um, SRP777, so known as the Turtle. So nice. those are the two yeah. like iconic divers that I'm wearing. Yeah, nice. Well, I'm yeah. wearing a diver, too, because this one is swimming in the ocean. That that definitely has. <laughs> <laughs> that definitely has. <laughs> That's cool. Well, so so round two is basically a continuation of round one, mm-hmm. um, but this particular round we are going with non-mainstream watches. So what well, we've done. Well, some was, non-mainstream, some some are. 
Some are a little bit. Some are, and I would say, yeah, some are, but like we don't think of them as often as the other no, ones. No, I was surprised because for some of those brands, I don't even think I've been on their website before. Yeah. And so it was nice to go ahead and take some time yeah. and explore and, you know, kind of understand the brand a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Similarly to round one, what we're focused on is picking one model out of the whole brand that we would like to have in our collection. Mm-hmm. And so I guess we'll go ahead and get started. So our first brand is actually Carl Bucherer. Nice. Yes. So I think I'm, I think I'm the one who suggested this one. It is because for me, this is really the first time I've delved into their, um, their website mm-hmm. and really started exploring that particular brand. So it's new for me. Okay. Yeah. I've, uh, I've looked at it, uh, quite a bit, uh, before. And so, um, Carl Booker, they made this, uh, special edition with Tudor and their Black Bay. Um, so they made the blue dial. That was a Booker edition. They also own Tourneau and uh, they are re, um, reopening their new store in Tourneau uh, under the name Booker, I believe. And finally, uh, I'm a huge fan of John Wick. And so I think that's how it started this whole craze for me. And I've been on the website, on their website quite a bit uh, thanks to that. I'm a huge fan of John Wick, and I think his style is absolutely flawless. I mean, he's he's a bad guy, and he's badass, obviously, but he just uh, dresses so well from, like, you know, his uh, cufflinks to, like, even drinking bourbon, right? Um, I'm definitely a huge fan of the John Wick series. That mm -hmm. whole trilogy of movies, phenomenal. High action. I mean, just mm-hmm. yeah. We I, both I love, love martial arts a lot, so we yeah, were um, really do. yeah, yeah. The music was really good too, especially in the last one. Um, so I liked how they uh, they mix you know classical music and and yeah, all this all this action. I mean, it's pretty uh, pretty amazing. So the watch is quite important at some point also in the movie, and he wears it inside of the wrist with the you know the 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 case and the the dial facing inside, which is a little different. Um, and so I had to look, of course, and he's wearing the Monero auto date with the silver dial. Uh, it's actually a pretty good price point, uh, 2,600. Uh, so yeah, this one has been on my list for quite a while. I mean, since I started watching the movies, honestly. Uh, so that would be, that would be my choice, my first choice. Cause there's also a second one too. You know how I am. Yeah, I'm, I'm surprised there are only two choices. That, that, <laughs> that's one thing that I did notice about the Booker. I mean, yeah. like their price points are they're mm-hmm. pretty good, right? Yeah, I, yeah. I wasn't sure what to expect, but I started looking at them and they weren't too bad. Um, the one that caught my eye was the Heritage Bicompacts Annual. And I, I'm normally a guy who's like, you know, very basic, plain, three-hander, nothing fancy. But... What for whatever reason, this particular bicompacts annual, it just caught my eye. It's a forty-one millimeter. Uh, it's a forty-one millimeter chronograph, and it has a lot of style cues from like the Langa mm-hmm. uh, datagraph. Yeah, and um, I love the way it's it's you know it's a panda uh, dial, and it's got it's a black dial, and it's got the two um, silver uh, subdials. Mm-hmm. And it's got yeah. that date in the center with those screens. It's just, it's yeah, a very cool double, looking piece. Um, yeah, yeah, digital um, date display. It's really, really nice. 
It is a limited edition. There are only 888 pieces. And surprisingly enough, for everything that you're getting out of this deal, $7,200. I was like, wow, that's pretty wild. Yeah. So only 888? Yes. Oh, wow. Is that made for the Chinese market, maybe? Uh, I don't think so. You would think that because of the numbers. I mean, that's yeah. Like a, I wonder it's like why. A, yeah. Yeah, but I I don't think so. I mean, like it's. Oh, they make a really nice one too, like uh, the same model. I'm just looking. Um, Leslie just picked her third. Oh my gosh, <laughs> I picked my third. Yes, uh, two tone rose gold and steel. Oh yeah. It was like a sort of like very light salmon colored dial but it's very mm-hmm. light uh blends very well with the rest of the i mean it matches the rest of the case it looks beautiful yeah i no, love that's a their, nice one too yeah i love their chronograph the uh, manero flyback uh with the um, the gold dial color that one also i've seen it in person and it just looks so good so it's actually the case is in rose gold mm-hmm. and the dial looks a little bit like yellow yeah, a little bit like yellow champagne color, uh, but I've seen it in person, and yeah, it looks amazing. Yeah. I really, I'm not a chrono person, but um, yeah, their chronos are really, really good. You know, it's crazy. I'm not really either, but and 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 again, this is an annual calendar, so it's mm-hmm. got quite a bit of complications for this price point. And so, to me, I'm, I just, I don't know, it just caught my eye, and I'm like, wow, that's pretty insane. Mm-hmm. So. Well, very cool. Yeah, um, yep, yep, yep. You know, the next brand we're looking at is something that I know is quite dear to you. Yes. And it's H. Moser, right? Yeah, it's a cool. They have so many cool things in there. Oh, my gosh. Everything. It was really difficult. It was difficult and at the same time easy to choose for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but most of all, I've been looking into, uh, actually, one of my clients, um, so where I used to work, was really into H. Moser and com- company. Um, and he's the one who pretty much introduced, really introduced the brand to me, like brought it to like my attention. I had heard of it. Um, and he was at the per- like um, that time of transition with the new, um, th- their new direction that they were taking. And um, yeah, I've been on on the lookout for them and and what they were doing. And oh my gosh, they have like the greatest sense of humor. (laughs) And I really love their sense of humor. I love how they're not taking themselves too seriously. And um, yeah, yeah, I was, um, I mean, do you want to say yours first or should I go first? Ladies first. Ladies first. Okay. Okay. Well, I would... Without any surprise, I'll pick the Swiss Alp watch. Okay. Yes. So we uh, one of the rules was that the watch needs to be available, or at least on the website. And I know being on the website doesn't necessarily mean it's available, but at least it's like part of like their current collection in some sort. Right. Um, so that's why I would pick this one. Otherwise, I would pick the the Tourbillon Minute Repeater Swiss Alps uh, Swiss Alp concept. Uh, that I had the chance to have on my wrist before, and oh my gosh! So hence why I'm going back to. Uh, the, I, I know everyone is like, you know, it's an Apple Watch, and sure, fine, call it whatever you want. It doesn't matter. It just looks so good on the wrist. It feels so good. Um, so yes, on on this one actually. So it's the case is made out of steel, and it's DLC coated. 
and so yes, the dial is uh, that material, like the vental black material, made out of the vental black material, which is the blackest um, color or material you can find mm. on earth yeah. or in the world. Uh, so it's really, when you look at it, uh, at first you don't really understand what you're seeing and um, because it's really black, it just traps all the light that comes in mm. and it gives this, so there's like depth and no depth at the same time and this yeah. this sort of like velvety feel that you get from it. I don't know how to explain it, but it's it's pretty amazing. Yeah, it, it comes with this alligator or crocodile, but I think it's alligator mm -hmm. strap, yeah, alligator, right? Yeah. yeah, so would you change that strap out so that you can go swimming with it? <laughs> Very good question. <laughs> yeah, I think I think it looked like pretty neat with the Kevlar strap. Oh, nice. <laughs> I know, Very right? nice. Now we're talking. Very nice. Now we're or, talking. or sailcloth. Yeah. That might work too. <laughs> that might work too. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Only the watch nerds. <laughs> oh my gosh, right. <laughs> Um, what about That's you? Funny. Um, you know, I'm just going to keep staying in my bougie self right now because the one that I'm picking, mm -hmm. and again, I'm like, normally I don't pick these kind of watches, but whatever reason, it's kind of drawing my attention. Um, and it's the Endeavor Perpetual Calendar. I'm nice. looking at it in this rose gold, this midnight blue, mm -hmm. uh, dial. It's a Fume dial. It's so gorgeous and what i like about the way they do this perpetual calendar is they are able to go ahead and do the months in this small little arrow it's mm. one of it's just another hand like there's an hour hand there's a minute hand and then there's this other hand that it points to the hour so if mm -hmm. it's on the if it's on the uh i think it's if it's on the 12 it's january and the next one is february and it kind of goes all the way through or it could start one being january i'd have to take a look at that but but that's um, how they dictate what month it is and then there's also a date window and i don't know it's just pretty slick for it to be a perpetual calendar i always thought for some reason the first was january it probably like one, is yeah it probably is yeah which makes mm. sense which makes sense yeah because then it's 12 yeah yeah 12 You're and, right. and yeah, yeah. um so uh, but yes it's i love this brand so much because they're so different and they have their own like they have something that makes them special but it's not just one you know some brand will have like one collection that really stands out mm -hmm. pretty much every every collection is really like i mean they're known for their fume dial and that's how i just you know i started learning about them and then they're known for every year, you know, at SIHH, they do something really, uh, uh, most of the time, quite shocking, right? They did that uh, cheese watch one day, making a Swiss watch, uh, you know, great again. Uh, they, uh, I really want that cap. Um, and then they made a watch that actually was, you know, growing because it was made out of moss and, you know, um, so, so they had that uh, one year... There's another year where they actually picked uh, something very unique from every brand and made a watch together. And so, of course, that they got sued and they had to kind of like um, remove it from uh, from their website. And um, 
um, because they were really, I mean, it's super interesting. But yeah, so they, they have that that also make them special. Now they have their uh, Swiss Alp watch also that is um, making them even more unique and even more different. And in this world of, of watches, it's so easy to just kind of repeat what we're doing and not take risk and take ourselves very seriously. And they do the opposite. And I think it's working uh, in a fantastic way. I agree. And one of the things that I thought was quite interesting about this particular perpetual calendar mm -hmm. is the fact that it's a manual wind. And so uniquely, normally it's an automatic or self-winding and it has a seven hour or seven day rather power reserve. Mm -hmm. So I thought that was kind of, it's kind of a neat concept it that really, it's, yeah. it's a manual wind. Yeah. It's really, really neat. And they're one of the, f I think they're the only one who display their perpetual calendar this way. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, they recently they came out also with their streamliner that was quite different. Uh, and they, I believe, they let the public name um, their their green dial. I believe, if I'm not if I'm not uh, mistaken, or at least there was like a little game of, you know, what would be the nickname for for the uh, green dial uh, streamliner. Um, so yeah. Um, really, uh, I don't know, I'm a huge fan, so. Yeah, very cool. And this is one of those brands as well, too, for me. I don't normally look into their website. So it was nice taking some time to kind of peek at that and see what, what they have to offer. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, it was, uh, yeah. And if you have the chance to listen to any interview or, uh, have, you know, listen to their, their CEO, um, Edouard uh, Melon, if you, uh, he's, I found him extremely funny, extremely interesting. And again, it's like that little rebel or I shouldn't say little, um, but he's really a rebel in the industry and um, it's really fun. And you'll point things out and you'll be like, oh my gosh, well, I'm glad someone is saying it. And uh, yeah, he's, I don't know. Um, yeah, I would highly uh, suggest to, uh, to listen to uh, to him on, on many topics and uh, when he talks about his watches and he's very, very passionate. So um, it's really cool. Yeah, it's, that is cool. And I like those kind of people that can go ahead and just kind of verbalize their thoughts, maybe be out of, be, uh, march to their own drum basically. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that, that's how I always respect that. Yeah. So yeah, those first two brands, whew, those were curveballs for me and I kind of surprised <laughs> myself to what I ended up picking after very good choice though I mean yeah. I don't think there Thank were you. any wrong choice to make anyway but uh love it and it's always nice to learn new things absolutely absolutely the next brand is another one that you really like <laughs> yes <laughs> what why don't I like honestly <laughs> <laughs> very true very true uh, and it's and it's Blanc Pond yes and so I know that there were a lot, we've always talked about this brand and I know that we've talked about various options before, but what did you end up deciding for the model that you really like? This one was actually difficult to pick and I'm not even sure I'm picking the, the, the right one. So I'm just going because I have to choose one. Uh, I know we've talked a lot about uh, the Blancpain and for me it was, it was a dress watch. Remember that uh, talk we, we had on, um, you know, dress watches? Mm -hmm. The Blancpain 50 Fathom automatic, uh, for me, I, I know it's it's a diver, and uh, 
but looking at it and even if it's a 45 millimeter i think so it's a pretty uh, you know pretty uh pretty good size that dome bezel um i mean everything about this watch for me is dressy and extremely uh, stylish so i had to go with a 50 fathom but then i looked into also the what they call the 50 fathom barracuda with uh, the aged dial mm-hmm. and all of a sudden i'm like oh my gosh what am i going to be choosing between the two and um i think and it's only right now because that Blancpain, uh, 50 fathom, the 45 millimeter, <clears throat> I can totally see this. I would probably change the strap, right? But I would see this with like a Saint Laurent suit, you know, like a tailored Saint Laurent suit and really a patent leather Louboutin shoes. For me, this would be just like so, I mean, this would be the level of like uh, John Wick, right? In terms mm-hmm. of style for women. But then... I came across, yeah, the Barracuda. And it's a 40 millimeter. And I I don't know. I'm going towards smaller case uh, sizes right now. And I really love the vintage retro look that it has. I would I would change the strap too. Uh, and I still, I, th- I still think it would look good with like a black suit, honestly. Um, so, yeah, I think I would go with this one. I can say the reference because I have it in front of me. 5008B. 1130B52A. <laughs> and, and that's the Barracuda? <laughs> that's the Barracuda, yes. Yeah, this particular brand, there, there's the 50 Fathoms and there's also, I, I, I see it as either the 50 Fathoms or the Bath Escape. Mm, and yeah. in my mind, that's how I, I categorize this brand. Yeah. And, um, and I'm probably wrong, but that, in my head, that's what I'm, <laughs> that's how I'm referring it to. And, for whatever reason, I like the bath escape, mm-hmm. but there's something about the old school, the or, you know, how, the origin of Blanc Pont and how this came out. So for me, it's 50 Fathoms. That's the yeah. one that I would pick. And because of the history behind it, the one that caught my eye was the um, the no rad. The one with the no radiation sign on the bottom by the six oh, o'clock. Oh, okay. And so... This particular one, you know, it's got the Fotina. That in itself is very um, polarizing, right? You're going to have people that either yeah. like it or don't like it. Uh, I'm okay with it on this particular watch. Some yes. watches I'm kind of like, uh, But yes. because of the history behind it, I'm okay with it. Mm-hmm. What I like about this one is it's it's a little over 40 millimeters, while some mm-hmm. of the other 50 fathoms are, like you said, 45 millimeters. Yeah. Yeah. So this is a little bit smaller. I tend to like this size for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a seven inch wrist for those of you out there that were questioning how, wondering how big my wrists are. <laughs> it's seven inches. Um, and I probably, hold on, hold on for some of our European <laughs> friends out there, Canadian friends. Let me just do a little bit quick math here for you guys. Uh, 17.5 centimeters. Oh. Just, just so that I'm in tune with everybody. 17.5 centimeters. <laughs> so this particular watch it's not super, super thick. I think it's around 13 millimeters. Um, it's just a really good size, and it doesn't have any weird lug widths. It's a mm-hmm. 20 millimeter uh, lug width. 
and 300 meter water resistance, I'm good to go with that. The one thing, similarly to what you said, I'd probably change a strap. It's a rubber mm-hmm. strap right now. It reminds me of like the Tropic straps, which actually is a trop. I'm wearing a Tropic strap on this um, SRP 777, the Seiko oh, that I'm yeah. on right now. And uh, I know that um, Blanc Pond is very known for their like sailcloth straps. So I'd probably change it to something like that. It kind of dresses dresses it up a little bit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so I would um, probably go against the grain and wear that kind of setup with that 50 fathoms with a suit just to be nice. You know, different. Oh my yeah. gosh. This would, this would look so, so good. Honestly, yeah. I really love this watch. I really, cool. really, really do. Yeah. And really I'm a sucker do. for the divers too. Right. So I mean, like, yes, that I just mean, makes sense to me. Does it does. It does. No, but it is just such, I'm looking at it right now. Yeah, such a great looking watch. And um, yeah, very good choice. Thank very you. Choice. Yeah, the style cues on that one just have some history attached to it. That just yeah. kind of what caught my eye. Yeah. All right. Well, cool. Yeah, another yeah. brand. I don't, I, this brand I look at every so often. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't. I should probably pay more attention to it. Now, th- again, this was a great exercise in exploration, Leslie, <laughs> because I got to learn a little bit more about myself too. Yeah, no, that's and it's uh, it's easy to just kind of like go back to the same brands, but there's just so many, mm-hmm. and that's what keeps it interesting. And I don't know, it's nice to dream too. Honestly, yeah, totally. it really, really is. It just was refreshing. I haven't um, been looking at. Uh, you know, Brian's um, website for, for quite a while. I mean, once in, once in a while, and it's always kind of like the same ones, but, you know, if you're not in the mood of, like, buying something, why would you go to the website unless, you know, one article led you to another one? And sometimes what's on the website is not really available anymore either. So, or you can find more information in another, you know, online somewhere else. Right. So I don't really have like the tendency of going to like a brand website directly. Um, but I used to do that quite often, pretty much ev- actually every day. And I haven't done that for for a lot of brands. So it was very refreshing to just kind of like sit and uh, very therapeutic in, in some ways. Yeah. So the next one, the next brand we're talking about was tough for me. <laughs> this I kind of pulled a Leslie a little bit here on this one because there were quite a few <laughs> I know you love it models much. that I liked. It, and, you know, I, I do plan to pull the trigger on this particular yes. brand soon. Yes, but the yes, brand yes. is Zenith. Mm-hmm. And um, Leslie, what, what were your thoughts as far as the uh, model that you chose? Well, I had a hard time because I, um, I've seen, so I really like their chronograph, but I'm generally not a chrono person. Mm-hmm. And after a mm-hmm. while, after a while, chronographs sometimes for me tend to kind of all look the same a little bit. I hate to say it. Uh, and especially right now with the resurgence of like um, vintage too. Mm-hmm. So uh, I That's had a bit at lady's of... wrist. <laughs> By the just... way. <laughs> and I tend to really love something and I will kind of mm-hmm. like scream it and you'll be like, please just stop talking about this. <laughs> or I'll be a little indifferent. Um, so I didn't, I don't know. I think my taste is cha- are changing, is changing. 
And um, I used to see them in person pretty much every day. I used to sell them, actually, and huge fan. Mm -hmm. I especially love their pilot. This was this massive case, massive onion crown. They had some in bronze, some in still in gold. I mean, this thing was just amazing. And I love their watches in general a lot, but... Um, I don't know. It was a little hard to find something that I would be just really like, you know what, this actually, yeah, I'd wear it and I'd like it very much. So I found, uh, so I picked the Chronomaster original. So chronograph, right? It's a sort of panda. I mean, it has a black and white dial with a little bit of a footinal, like you're seeing on a really nice uh, strap. I don't know what the strap is made of. It looks like maybe a new book strap, maybe. Um, so I like the I really like that vintage style a lot Um, and yeah it's uh, that yeah that's the one that I I went with is that what's the K shape is that the circle K shape or is it the one that looks more I don't want to say turno but it's oh yes I see well it has pretty pronounced lugs but no it's round okay okay gotcha Uh, very nice yeah. I mean uh, the, well the reference is really long 03.3200.3600-21.C903 wow um, is that an Omega <laughs> <laughs> sounds like oh sounds like an Omega model <laughs> um, notorious for these long numbers um, no I that's know, keep it simple right keep it short yeah. and sweet and and so you're looking at the three uh, no, no, you're looking at the black and white yes. panda. And yeah, I really, awesome. I didn't know that, but visiting their website, you can also buy vintage, vintage watches. So oh, yeah. you have like a category for icons. Mm-hmm. And so I almost hesitated. I mean, I'm seeing some that are pretty, that look pretty amazing. Um, so, um, yeah, one has more of a tonal shape. Um, let's look. It's the... A384, so it has a um, kind of like cream dial, yes, and uh, the subdials are in like a sort of light brown. Um, so yeah, this is really beautiful. I don't know what's available in the Shanghai Shanghai boutique. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how much it sells. Oh, but is that the say- vintage? Is that a vintage yes. one? Oh, yes, okay. Gotcha. Yes, 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 yes. This this is really, really sweet. This is really yeah. sweet. But I'm not even going into vintage because that's another different world. And it's pretty, I mean, it's very um, intimidating in some ways. So it, You know what? It can be. It can be. Just because of, if you just don't know the provenance of that particular watch. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah. And there's the best so many things to, to know. So many details. So many. Oh, yeah. Uh, so I'm, yeah, it's, but anyway, what about you? I know it was difficult because you wanted to pull the trigger on quite a few of them. Yeah. So for me, I, I really like the, what they've done with the revival series. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, you know, similarly to you, I'm hesitant to pull a 1969 El Primero from back in the day. Like one of the first ones that came out just mm-hmm, because I don't mm-hmm. know, you know, what condition and everything, but you know, it does catch my eye. The one that yeah. I ended up picking for this particular um, brand is the Chronomaster Revival 
El Primero, mm-hmm. A385. And so the 385 that I'm looking at has the bracelet and it's, it's a ladder bracelet basically. Mm-hmm. So some of the center links are open and it's very reminiscent of like, it's a style key from back in the day. Um, these watches, you know, came out in 1969 and this is a smaller timepiece, right? It's 37 millimeters in diameter. And the thing that I liked is that dial. That dial, that gradient dial, I mean, like, it's so cool looking how it darkens on the outside or on the outer borders. Mm -hmm. And then it lightens up in there. And it it does have that faux patina, yes. And while Zenith El Primeros are known for that three-colored sub-dial, that's what they're known for, this is one of those three original. It's it's one of the original um, product offerings that came out with the Chronomaster mm-hmm. back in 1969. So that's that's kind of why I like it too. No, I yeah, I can so totally neat. see uh, you wearing this one. And it, and it to me, it's like one of those watches. I look at it and I'm like, man, you can rock that with a suit. Mm-hmm. Um, I often wear, for dress shoes, I often wear brown and very yeah. different iterations of brown. Um, I own one pair of black shoes. And those usually like... You know, if it's an evening event and I'm somewhat a little bit more formal, if I'm going to a funeral or if I'm going to maybe maybe a wedding. But like oftentimes mm-hmm. I like brown. So for me, that brown kind of works. And um, and I don't know, you can just change it to a strap and that particular watch. I don't know. There's just something about it that just mm-hmm. drawing my yeah. eye to it. No, no. Yeah. Good choice. Thanks. Likewise. Thank you. <laughs> Again, there's really no wrong choice there because they all look. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's so difficult, yeah. but at the same time, it's fun. So, uh, yeah, doing a little dream shopping, I guess. You know, and I'll tell you, there's nothing in my collection that looks like that right now. Yeah. Nothing. I mean, like, I don't know. Yeah. So, I'm just talking myself into getting it. Yes, I think uh, I think it's time. I, I mean, really, what have we bought this year? You bought quite. You bought a few, right? I didn't. I only bought one, maybe two. I probably bought three or four, and they were all in, all independents. Yeah, I've been and I've been kind of focused on independents recently because I mm-hmm. kind of made it uh, a thought to focus twenty twenty one on independents. Yeah, yeah, and researching it and kind of studying a little bit more and. Um, and so that's kind of where my head's been. So this has been very refreshing to look at brands that I don't normally mm-hmm. look at. So yeah. Very, very yeah. cool. I know. And so I think unless, do we count my, my gray Casioke? I mean, cause there's this one for this year yeah. mm-hmm. and my, um, my Corona, that's it. Yeah. I mean, I did pull the trigger on the, on, on the Vacheron uh, Constantin Egerie, but I'm not getting it until January. So, um, yeah doesn't really count. Wow, I've been pretty reasonable this year. Yeah. <laughs> well, You're last year great. was not. I know, <laughs> right? <laughs> I, I'm, I'm proud of myself. So proud of myself. Well, talking about small independent brand, the next one. <laughs> <laughs> the next one is Audemars Piguet. Right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> A lot of, cool, lot of cool models in this one. Um, what did you end up picking? So at first I was like, well, of course I'm going to pick a Royal Oak because, you know, why, like, I would really, really like a Royal Oak that mm-hmm. um, blue dial, obviously, is absolutely amazing. 
And then I'm like, well, you know, let me look at what they actually do offer that's different. Right. And surprisingly, very surprisingly, I mean, and, and that's where I'm like, hmm, if I had those two, if I had a blue royal oak in front of me and the other one, I'm not really sure I'd pick the one that I'm picking right now. But I was like, well, I'm not going to be like everyone else. So uh, right. let me pick another chronograph. And I'm not a chronograph person, right? So what? It is the Remaster 01 self-winding chronograph. It's a limited edition. They're making only 500 of it. Crazy long reference number. So I'm not even going to go uh, into it. <laughs> it has beautiful lugs. Like beautiful um, so I think uh, it's called like a sort of like the kind of corn de vache lugs, right? Or drop uh, shaped lugs. It's absolutely beautiful. It has a gold dial, very vintage. Uh, the case is in steel and rose gold. Mm. I don't know. It has that really classy, I mean, style. Um, I would love to rock this. Not. It's really not what I have in mind, what most have in mind when we're thinking of the Mar Piguet. But um, yeah, so again, I'm not really sure I'd pick this one if they were like, well, you have the choice between Royal Oak Blue Tile or Royal Oak, any Royal Oak, uh, non-Chrono, uh, or this uh, remaster chronograph. Um, I don't know. I would have to, I, I wouldn't know. But right now I'm, I'm, I'm feeling a little bit uh, rebellious and... I'm really liking it. It's making me think a little bit of the Carl Booker too chronograph, mm -hmm. the Manero chronograph. It looks like it's the same. I mean, same color dial or similar color dial, similar vibe in a way. But the the lugs, oh, the lugs are amazing. Yeah, it it has a lot of vintage style cues in here. Mm -hmm, yeah. When you look at that dial, first of all, gorgeous. It's like it's almost like a gold dial. Yeah. And yeah. when you look at that, it's like. It would be like what a tropic or a patina dial lo would look like after many years, right? And when you look at the lugs, man, it just has that, It's it's got that vintage vibe that it kind of reminds me of like some of the IWC caliber 89s from like, um, I don't know, from the 50s. And yeah. it just has that kind of lug shape on some of them, but yeah. Yeah, on some of them, the lugs are pretty straight, but um, I'm looking at, at one right now. Mm -hmm. And it, yeah, I'm, I didn't know, I'm, damn, that one looks amazing. So it's from 1951, so 37 millimeter, yeah. caliber 89. It has a little bit, I mean, they're more square, um, but a bit like, you know, those drop shaped lugs too. Um, mm -hmm. Beautiful, really beautiful. Yeah. So uh, I don't know, was it, uh, maybe it was a style from back then. Um, it probably is with those... Because if you think about it, you, the one that the, I hate going back to the Zenith El Primero that I picked, when you look at that shape, right, of the A385, that particular shape is very reminiscent of that late 60s, early 70s. Yeah. If you think about like, and I'm not saying it's exactly the same shape as like Doxas, but even like some of the Seikos and some of those mm -hmm. watches, they weren't, yeah. they mm -hmm. weren't the typical round shape. They had unique uh, shapes. Even like um, the Omega uh, Genève, the dynamic, like that was an elliptical sat, uh, shape dial. They, they, 
it's it seemed like from that time era mm-hmm. they're focused yeah, very yeah, much the on different shapes. Yes. Yeah, the 1950s, yes. Because the reference when I'm when I'm looking at lugs like this, uh, obviously the reference is the Vacheron Constantin Corne de Vache. This right. is and this is from uh, the 1950s as well. I think 55, if I'm not mistaken. So. Um, this is this is really my reference uh, when I'm thinking of this type of lugs. Then I know um, Gégère Lecoutre made one too, uh, also I think in the 50s. So yeah, this is definitely sort of trademark from uh, you know this uh, this decade, I guess. Yeah. And and I don't know, I just yeah, this design really appeals to me. So um, great choice, I like it. Thank you very much. Thank and it's you, it's you. one that we don't normally think of when we think about automobile. Definitely not. Yep, yep, definitely not. Which is a little bit of a shame. Um, yeah. What about you? Um, no, <laughs> I was going to say the the blue um, royal oak jumbo. Oh, but that's not, that was I was going to mess with you, but that's not my choice. <laughs> my actual choice, and this is something that I've always liked, even when I was younger. Yeah. Um, when it came out many years ago. It's the Royal Oak Offshore Diver. Oh, okay. And it's a 42 millimeter diver. It it comes with the rubber straps. Mm-hmm. But I think it's called a tapisserie dial. Okay, uh, it's got yeah. that pattern, and that has always drawn my attention. It's a it's a it's a legit diver. Yeah. And yeah. it what I like about it is it has that internal bezel, mm-hmm. and it kind of turns from the inside. So it the 10 o'clock position. There's another crown over there that kind of moves that. Um, moves the bezel internally. Nice. So yeah, a lot of chronographs in our in our choices, yeah. huh? No, no. This one is a straight out, just a date. Oh, yeah, okay, okay, this, okay, okay. This is this is not a chronograph one. Okay. But uh, yeah, this one, uh, three hundred meter water resistance. Just it's just a cool, cool nice. diver. Yeah, yeah. Nice. I mean, there's really nothing wrong with the uh, the Royal Oak, right? <laughs> Just. No, there's nothing wrong with having the Royal Oak, the the blue jumbo, the 39 no, millimeter. No, really not. No, and as I was looking at, I was also surprised that um, they make a um, minute repeater. Minute repeater is my favorite complication, like by far. Mm-hmm. And they have this one uh, with a salmon. It's not really so much of a salmon color. It's like more maybe light pink, uh, a little bit of both, right? Mm-hmm. Special edition, very very limited. And it's, so yes, muted repeater. Um, I was like tempted. I was tempted, honestly. Yeah, they do call it salmon dial. It's a tapisserie dial. Um, they do come in different, some neat colors in there too. I think there's really one do, in like a yeah. yellowish color too. Mm-hmm. They make one with like a purple. I mean, they make some really nice uh, addition. And the royal oak, once you have it on the wrist, it's it looks amazing. But uh it's just they, it's nice to just go and pick something different again. If I have the choice in front of me, I'm not really sure I will be a rebel. <laughs> and, and <pick laughs> something th- I'll be like, no, no, just give me the Royal Oak, probably. But um, I mean, it's a great watch, amazing actually. Um, but yeah, sometimes when too many people are after the same thing, you're kind of like, well, let me be different. Yeah, and and for our listeners out there that maybe haven't haven't tried it or seen it in the metal um these royal oaks tend to wear at least in my opinion they tend to wear a little bit large larger uh like Mm -hmm. so the 41 millimeter almost to me almost feels like a 43 millimeter and it's 
it's probably because of the integrated bracelet yeah, maybe, and the design yeah. of the bracelet. It just kind of pushes out a little bit on the lug width or not lug mm-hmm. width, but like lug to lug. Yeah. So just a heads up for some of you guys, if you're in the market for one of these, please try it out because you could kind of downsize a little bit and be fine. Is it even it. possible to try them out? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great question, If Leslie. you can try it out and it's available, I would highly suggest to purchase it right yeah. away if it's uh, from an AD at, uh, you know, the retail price. <laughs> That's true. That's true. They uh, might have a bunch of 37 millimeters you can try out. I don't know. I don't, I wouldn't even, I wouldn't, I don't even think so. I don't know. Yeah. Huh. Cool. I'll, uh, I'll see next time I'm passing in front of a, uh, of an AP store. I'll be, uh, that client. Do you have any Royal Oak with a blue dial or any color actually? Right. <laughs> and they'll just laugh. <laughs> And then I'll be like, well, okay, well, then I'll, I'll go and get uh, a Daytona and steal. Right, right. No, we just have a bunch <laughs> of Daytonas. <laughs> Fine. Okay, I'll go with my second choice. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, man. Well, that great choices are for the uh, Royal Oak. Thank you. Well, great choice for you. Thanks. It was a very no, yeah. out-of-the-box thinking on that. Yeah, That's no, awesome. thank you. And uh, good choice for you, too. All right, so, Leslie, this next brand that we're looking at is one that I really don't think about often, but what a cool brand. A lot of history has been out here for many, many years. And that brand is Breguet. Yeah. What did you pick for Breguet? Well, this was a tough one because Breguet, so it has that really understated elegance that re- like you don't think of when you think of a, you know, of a watch, you really don't think of Breguet first even when you think of a tourbillon and breguet was the inventor of the tourbillon so uh, uh, a lot of um he contributed a lot to the to the world of you know watchmaking and horology so i was hesitating i'm like well should i go with the tourbillon tourbillon is really not my favorite complication i mean me neither i don't mind it but i wouldn't go with the tourbillon most of the time so I was really hesitant, um, but I had the chance to see uh, one of their watches uh, not too long ago. Actually, it was like with a um, with a porcelain dial, mm-hmm. and um, and I'm a huge fan of the Breguet numbers or what we call a Breguet number. Um, Me too. So they're so delicate, slightly slanted, yes. um, and and again, I mean, if you look at it quickly. It really, it's not something that really jumps at you, um, but the more you actually take your time and look at it, you really find it mesmerizing because everything about it is perfect, I think, uh, from the pro- proportion, the negative space, the blue of the hands. So, um, so I decided to go with something very, um, you know, m- more simple in a way. So um, I am going with the classic 7 one 7147. 7147. So it does has that uh, grand feu enamel. And uh, it, it does has the Breguet number. So it's a very, very crisp white, very delicate white. And it's very difficult to achieve uh, an enamel dial, right? Um, and, and again, it's very white. It's not silver. It's not off-white. It's not... Uh, you know, beige, um, it's just very, very white, which you don't see very often. And then you have the really nice blued hand. 
uh, and it's very soft contrast, but it's still sharp enough. But it's mm-hmm. again, everything is delicate about this watch, and I think everything's delicate by Breguet in general. Uh, and then black, um, yeah, black uh, numerals there too. So um, yeah. So basically, we picked the same watch. Oh my gosh, really? <laughs> yeah, I wasn't gonna say anything, but like. I'm listening You're to you kidding. describe the watch that I picked. <laughs> so, ladies and gentlemen, it is reference 7147BR. It's in rose gold. No, and, I picked it in some, oh, in white in uh, white metal. In okay, white gold, okay. I'm sorry. All yes. Right. Okay, so there's a little bit of a difference. So, Leslie and I do have similar tastes on some things. But like on a lot of things actually. On a lot of things, surprisingly. you're right. You're right, you're right. And so so that's wild. I'm looking at this thing and I'm like, man, she's picking the same thing I'm picking. But it's not. We got different materials, like not different okay, materials, but like different uh, gold coloration. So I'm yes. looking at the rose gold. That's the only difference. But the reality is, man, those hands, the hands are very cool looking. It is very understated. And, you know, you you hit the nail on the head. It is understated. And normally Breguet is known for you know, these crazy complications and tourbillon and all these mm. fancy things, but like to have that watch. So cool. Yeah. It so is. Cool. It yeah. is. Those hands, they look like they're floating. They, they really look do. so thin and delicate. They really like the, they look like they're floating on the dial. And I had to go with the variant with the Brigade numbers too, because mm. that is to me, that's quintessential Brigade, right? With the nines and the threes and the way they're slanted a little bit and the two and it, yeah, it's so cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love their Guilloche dial too, mm-hmm. but compared, if you know, if I were just to pick one, yeah, I mean, the rose gold is pretty neat as well. Really, really neat. Well, um, that's that's neat. That's funny. We yeah. again, we never compare notes on these things. We just kind of like go at it. So that was a nice surprise. Very cool. <laughs> that's at was, ladies' actually. wrist. No. <laughs> no, that's cool. Cool. It really, really is. It's, it's actually super cool. Yeah, yeah. Nice. All so right. Very good choice. And Breguet. I mean, again, one of the. I I know, of course, of Breguet, but it's just not. It's not the website that no, I normally default to. It's not something that to. yeah you will um, necessarily think about. It's. I think about Breguet maybe more than most people because it's my dad's favorite brand. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, and 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 he will never budge on that. Um, so for him, it's I mean he loves watches, but but yeah, it's yeah, and and he has to pick a favorite too. Maybe that's right. why I don't really like to pick a favorite. Uh, I like everything, <laughs> but no, for yeah. him, it's like yes, that's the one. So uh, I was I've been looking at Breguet watches for for a very long time since I was a little kid, actually. Very cool. The next brand is pretty. Pretty popular brand, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, we we put it in round two, though, because even as popular as it is, it's not something that we normally think about first off. And that brand is going to be Breitling. And so with this brand, there are many subcategories. And yeah. it makes picking one model so much harder, I think. <laughs> Yes, because of all the skews they have, so it's it's a uh, it's a task definitely. So Leslie, what did you end up picking? Well, um, Breguet, I. It's funny because it's never really a brand that attracted me like at all. 
when I started discovering, like learning about it mm-hmm. quite a few years ago. It was big, it was bulky, and I don't mind big watches, but I just find it like not refined at all. It was so just, um, it was just this big big watch right chunky yeah like yeah thinking, very chunky yeah like the um, super avenger and stuff like that 48 yes. millimeter bit and yeah. and i mean most of the people that were wearing them um i didn't find anything that um we had much in common um so i don't know it didn't really appeal to me and mm-hmm. one day um so i used to pass in front of that Breitling store and everyone was absolutely amazing, you know, who worked there. So we kind of like become friendly and I started looking around and uh, I started changing a little bit, but I'm a very, um, I don't really, what I like about Breitling is generally like it's like just a few model and it's different than what you think of when you think of Breitling. Right. So for example, uh, I'm a huge fan of like their, Again, a chrono, right? The top time limited edition. That's oh, yeah. really uh, when they came out with this. I was like, oh my gosh, I need this in my collection. And honestly, I'm still hoping that I will get it at some point. I'm I'm still planning on getting it at some point. Love it with that Zorro dial. Uh, so cool, and it's so different than what Breitling does. Uh, although, like when they came out with their super, uh, it was the Super Ocean Heritage, their pastel colors ones. Mm-hmm. I think it's pretty cool. That yeah. that is really cool. Um, but you don't really think of Breitling with you know the, the the stop time. Actually, when it came out, it just looked nothing like a Breitling I had ever seen before. Right. Um, and so I did look a little bit more on their website, and it's probably the only time I've been on their website, honestly. And I came across a new limited edition one. Not a huge fan of limited edition either, but this one was very striking. It's the Top Time DS limited edition. So it's co-designed um, with an Australian brand called mm-hmm. DS X Machina. Um, and I really love that name because I'm a huge theater nerd. And so this is, of course, a reference to theater um, and the old-time um, play, the Greek play, actually. Um, so anyway, I will stop there. Otherwise, we'll, we'll be talking about something else than watches and theater, which I don't mind, but uh, we'll be there like until tomorrow. Um, <laughs> so yes, they co-designed together, Breitling and DSX Machina, this, um, this watch. And at first, the first time I looked at it, I'm like, oh my gosh, it looks a little bit German. Uh, it had a little bit of the German you know, flag in it. Mm-hmm. And very retro. And after I, you know, read the description, I'm like, yeah, that's totally something. I know it's a chrono, right? But, you know, it made me dream of being on vacation in Australia, looking all stylish, tan with, you know, like curly, salty hair. And uh, I don't know. I uh, I had this vibe of a sudden. So I'm like, okay, well, I'm definitely going to pick this one then. So yeah. that's my choice. And Breitling does make quite a few chronos. And I think it mm-hmm. has to do with their um, history with flight and aviation. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's a good choice. Very cool. Thank you. Very different. It is. It is. Very different. Out I mean, of the I box like, thinking yeah. on that. Yeah. Thank you. I mean, I'm, I like the Navi Timer too, um, a little bit, but it's, I wouldn't say to the point of, you know, actually buying it. Um, so. So yeah, what what about you? 
So for me, I ended up uh, choosing the Aerospace EVO, and mm -hmm. um, it is a quartz watch. Okay. And, and this particular watch has a little bit of digital, and it has a little bit of analog. And this, this, um, this particular model comes in two different colors, one in black and mm -hmm. one in blue. And I think at one time they also had the anthracite. If I only had the options of black and blue, I would go with black. Okay. But I've seen the anthracite before, and I would I would probably pick the anthracite first if it was an option that yeah. that they had. Nice. Uh, I just love that color. And then this particular watch, what's wild about this watch is it has a chronograph. It's basically a perpetual calendar that's set for four years. Um, the movement in itself is a, what they're calling the super quartz. So you're looking at a very, um, very accurate quartz, right? So oftentimes you'll see quartz kind of even have that uh, plus or minus and it's a little bit higher. This one's pretty tight. I, I don't know off the top of my head. I think it's like plus or minus 10 seconds a year. And, um, you know, it's got a stopwatch. It's got all that stuff, right? different time zones, alarms. It's got a minute repeater, Leslie. My gosh. Hey, I'm just saying it's got a minute repeater. That is and, surprising. Right. And, um, yeah. and so, and it's also titanium. So it's going to be a light watch. It's one of those watches that you can, if you had to travel and you had one watch, in my opinion, I could mm -hmm. get away with traveling with just this one watch uh, and be, and be fine with it. I think that there's even a hundred meter water resistance and, you know, hundred meter water resistance. If you had one watch and you're traveling, you, you can feel comfortable about going swimming, yeah. snorkeling, yeah. or doing whatever yeah. with yeah. it. Um, and so this watch, what I like about it is you're able to, you're able to go ahead and work through all of those, um, options with that watch. So you can, all of these displays with just one crown, there are no extra pushers, nothing nice, like, that. like that. It's just one. So the interface is fairly simple. Mm -hmm. And, um, I don't know, it's, it's, I think it might come into my collection one day that, you know what, I think our taste has changed so much since we started, well, since we met obviously, but also Absolutely. since we started this podcast, yeah. because I remember you saying you didn't like anything complication. You wanted something, you know, very, um, you know, clean, mm -hmm. sometimes not even a date. Right. But Lately, you've been choosing, you know, quite a few chronographs, quite a few complications and quite a few annual and perpetual calendars. So uh, I like that. Yeah. I like that. That's cool. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> Calling me out. <laughs> no, I'm no, not. No, I know. I'm, 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 I'm finding it fascinating, honestly, to see how, how we're changing. And um, there's no real, real trend either, right? Yeah, but... We've always, we, we've talked about this even before we started Bezel Banter. We talked about the fact that it's going to be a journey. And during mm -hmm, this journey, yeah. there's going to be a lot of exploration and a lot, a lot of learning on our part. Yeah. And I think that's what's helped with some of our evolution and transformation. Yeah. So yeah, yeah it's been, a, it's been fun. I'm, I'm looking forward fun. to keep moving on the journey, but. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. And it's fun to realize that we're going through it and the changes. Like I've been really interested in ladies watches and i know we had this topic not too long ago we don't call them ladies watches anymore and but why why not 
Right. Why not? And and maybe we don't talk, to, uh, we don't say ladies' watches, but like smaller, like really much smaller, much more delicate, gold, uh, very feminine in, in you know, design. Um, I'm not saying that I will wear them, or but I'm starting to appreciate looking at them now, which that's before cool. I was like, well, let's just keep the page. Yeah. So, no, that's cool. That's it is cool. I know. All I right, know, so I'm looking here, and there is one There's last one brand left. Yes. And, and this brand, I think that it is, it is very well known throughout the world. Yes. Even if we put it in round two. <laughs> and, the, and the brand is Tag Heuer. Yep. Yep. So it was neat because actually Tag was the first watch I ever bought myself many, many years. True. I was in my 20s. And uh, I actually still have that watch. But yeah, that was it's the a lot of lo- A lot of people will start with Tag a lot. And it's it's a great watch, great style. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have one. <laughs> I'm a little bit of a weirdo. <laughs> uh, I was gonna say the year's still young. We can you know. right. Well, I started with the Jaeger annual calendar, so yeah. I know not um, everybody starts with the Jaeger. Not not everyone is crazy. <laughs> um, so uh, this one was a tough one because I never really stopped and thought about Tag Heuer and call it my pedantic side i hate to say it um but i was like ah oh, well you know i'm 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 selling Gégard de Coutre, i'm selling vacheron constantin and, uh, all these other amazing brands and so uh, let me focus on them first um so i have a lot to learn about tag Heuer, i will admit and i'm there's absolutely no judgment coming from me about this brand which is extremely I mean, has done a lot in you know for for watchmaking in general and for the you know for the industry um, in terms of design because I don't know so much about it. I, um, I I'm looking first at the design for me, and it's hands down the Monaco, hands down. It's one of the few that I had on the wrist. I love the case shape. I love how it looks. I love the history. I know a little bit about the history on that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, I had the, um, a few years ago, a couple of years ago, one year ago, I had the Bamford edition on the wrist. They had it at the boutique in, um, you know, in Orlando. Nice. Um, so I have, was like super lucky. I saw it in the window. I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't believe they have this. So I went and stroked them. <laughs> 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 they were super nice. Actually, the guy blew me away because he knew just so much about watches. That's awesome. And I was like, wow. I was super impressed. Uh, amazing store, by the way. Amazing boutique. I mean, I, I don't know who's working there anymore. I've never been affiliated with them and still not. Um, but I like to, um, you know, um, I like to say when, you know, when people are really great. And they were like absolutely amazing back then. So... Um, so this one's not available anymore, so I can't pick it. And surprisingly, I'm picking something with color. Uh, I'm picking the tag uh, Hoyer Monaco, the special edition with, um, uh, so, uh, it's blue and an orange tag Hoyer Monaco with golf. Um, it's the golf one, right? Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And honestly, I don't even 
think I would pick any other watch. The Bamford was really, really cool. So um, maybe it would be the other contestant. But if I were this, hands down, by far. The golf. Uh, I lo- yes, I love yeah. it. I love the colors, and I'm not really a color person, but um, I love it. I love the style. I just, yeah, such a great watch. This is very interesting. We're in a, we're, we, we've come to an interesting um, part <laughs> in the episode here. Because, um, <laughs> you picked the same one too. Hold on. Let me, let, <laughs> let me, let me get this out. Let me just make sure that I'm understanding this because your original choice that you would have picked was the one that was the caliber 11, correct? Yeah. Caliber 11. Yes. Yeah. Um, but because that's, you know, but I like the caliber 12 simply because of like, again, like I said, the design simply because of that. Okay. Let me just share with you my thought process. Okay. Oh. <laughs> because my original one was the Tag Heuer Carrera 160th year anniversary. Mm-hmm. What I liked about this one was, again, it, it's an it's interesting because it's a chronograph, and I'm not normally a chronograph guy, but there's so much history <laughs> you so with many this chronographs Carrera. This time around. I know. It's like <laughs> we should title the episode Chronographs. <laughs> no. But I'm the same. I picked a few chronographs, and I'm not a chronograph person. So, you know, like, whatever. So, so what's interesting about this one is it doesn't say tag. There's no, like, tag that says tag. It says okay. Hoyer, and it says Carrera. Mm-hmm. Um what I like about this one is there is a level of historic um, style cues with this particular mm-hmm. watch. Uh, one of our friends actually, I think, has this watch. It's Andres. He has this watch. Yes. And this is a limited edition as well. There are only yes. 1,860 of them out there. Yeah, I remember when he ordered it. Yep. And I think that they're gone. I mean, you can't get this anymore. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I was like, oh, you know what? My next one would have been. The Monaco, the Caliber 11, the blue one that you like. And I was like, mm-hmm. that would, and then I'm like, I looked at it and I was like, well, you, I don't think you can get that either. And then, nope. so I don't know. Oh, maybe you can. I oh, thought I you know. couldn't. No, you, it says add to cart. That's mine. Then. <laughs> I'll take it. Okay. So what if it's not available? I was going to go with a golf. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that crazy? <laughs> like what the same thought process again, like brigade and tags. I know. Well, it's about everything, right? We both drive a Jeep. We both find out we have the same keychain, like out of nowhere. We had yeah. like no idea. We just crazy. ended up with the same keychain. Um, we yeah. started our friendship with a uh, a Tudor Black Bay forty one. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's it's really it's really fun. It's really awesome. Yeah, it's, it's really cool. awesome. Um, so, um, yeah, so it, yeah. I would go with I would go with the caliber eleven then, the one with the blue cool. dial. And if if that wasn't available, it would be the golf. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, this I, was a yeah. lot of fun, Leslie. It, it is, and it was a great exercise, at least for me, to explore brands that I don't normally look at. Mm-hmm. Take a look at their website, um, and I would encourage our listeners to do that every so often if you've sure. got a little bit of time. Um, in your week, just to kind of look at these brands, mm-hmm. we get we get stuck sometimes. I think because of Instagram, we get stuck on the mainstream brands, and some of these brands we chose as round two because they're not the quote mainstream Instagram brands. And so I would yeah, encourage you guys least, to kind of take a yeah, peek at it. or at least it's not like in a circle of friends because ultimately, you know, you surround yourself with people who have like kind of the same taste mm-hmm. and uh you create your own little bubble in some ways right right 
So it kind of always, it's like looking at your watch box, right? You always go back to the same watches because but this is what you have and this is what you love. So that's great. So before working in a multi-brand store, I mean, I was first um, in contact with a lot of other brands and then I was in a mall. So, well, I mean, even on vacation, I would do that too. Um I would just go to watch store and uh, for a little bit, I paused that, uh, you know, I shifted focus, you know, life happened. Mm-hmm. And now that I'm back in the industry, which I technically didn't really leave in a way, uh, and I'm traveling quite a bit, I'm back doing what I love. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, I'm... Uh, always looking at what's in the case and I'm seeing some pretty amazing things. So I haven't had the, I, I don't know them so well yet. Um, and, and I'm bound to see them again. So I didn't want to be like, oh my gosh, let me uh, take a billion pictures and put it in my Instagram and just, so I was like, oh my gosh, that's amazing. Yeah. And right. uh, I'll be like, okay, well the next time, you know, once they'll know me a little bit more. <laughs> I'll be, yeah, I'll be cool. snapping photos left and right. But you're totally right. Uh, I, I would say the same. Just go on the website, just learn. And sometimes, I know some some websites are like a source of knowledge that is amazing. Like the IW website, for example. Mm-hmm. There's just so much on there. So, so, so much. And it's true that it's nice to read blogs but sometimes going to the source is pretty neat too yeah i agree with that and the reality is if you're a watch enthusiast it'll give you an opportunity to um not necessarily reshape your collection but it gives you more ammunition to make sure that what's in your collection is are things that you really enjoy or you're going to end up enjoying so absolutely this was a blast leslie again round two um this was great. I thank you very much for your time and no, thank spending you. with me talking about watches. Yes. And uh, I want to thank our listeners too. Thank you guys so much for, you know, listening to us and spending time with us. And, uh, you know, please hit the show notes for more details and links. Follow us on Instagram. Leslie is at ladies wrist and I'm at Ernesto Guapo 72. And you can follow the show at, at bezel banter media for any updates. If you have any questions for us, please feel free to reach out to us on bezelbanter at gmail.com and please subscribe and review wherever you find your podcast because it truly helps us out. Additionally, you can grab this episode and other episodes at www.bezelbanter.com. Thanks again, and we look forward to catching up with you on the next episode of Bezel Banter. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.